Welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, Renee David Alkali. Are you searching for the path to the discovery of wholeness and balance in your life? We'll discuss the future of holistic health care and how the concepts discussed on today's show can help you make better choices in your life. Now, here is your host, Renee David Alkali. Good morning and welcome to the Genesis Health Hour, Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life. Happy to be back with you this morning, broadcasting from New York City, from Queens, uh, Forest Hills, Queens in New York City. So we, uh, we've been talking about uh, the use of scent, the, the, the use of aromas and fragrances. And um, certainly uh, the sense of smell is our most primitive sense in the body and vital to survival, at least when we lived in the wild. Uh, I'm not sure how vital it is today, except in cases where there might be a fire. And if you're not smelling it, uh, you definitely might have a problem. Uh, also with foods, if you're not smelling that something is uh, a little off or spoiled, you could poison yourself. So even today when we're not in the wild or in the jungle or needing a very highly developed sense of smell, and our sense of smell has perhaps diminished in terms of uh, its capacity to really function for us, uh, as part of the animal body. Nevertheless, uh, it is an important uh, function. It is the most primitive sense that we have. So when we're dealing with uh, healing through the sense of smell, we're speaking about the topic of aromatherapy. In our last program, we discussed the power of the mind, uh, really the metaphysics or metaphysical aspects uh, today, we're going to complete that topic, uh, which is we should be able to get through that relatively quickly. Uh, and then we can look at how to use various principles of aromatherapy or various scents, aromas or fragrances to improve each of these aspects of the mind or to stimulate these aspects of the mind. So we had finished with a discussion of uh, introspection and reflection. Just to reiterate on those two, we're not going through the whole last program, but to pick up a little bit where we left off. When, uh, uh, when the saying, as the saying goes, we are what we think, uh, it's not exactly accurate. What we are is ultimately a mystery. We, we go beyond thought, beyond feeling. But nevertheless, that is perhaps a little too philosophical or too metaphysical. When we say we are what we think, we really are referring to the idea that our thoughts um, and our belief systems shape our world. They make it possible for us to function and they create the world that we live in. They create our future and to a great extent, our beliefs about what has transpired creates our past. A question has often come up, can we change the past? 
Well, we can actually. We can change the past by changing how we view it. Once we change the way we view it, we also change the interpretations of the past, and that creates a new timeline or a new psychic line to our present and our forward into our future. So that changes our reality. These are not... Uh, uh, they're relatively straightforward ideas, but they're not simple. They they need to be understood on rather a deep level. So when we're speaking about uh, our thoughts, our hopes, uh, and even our actions, uh, they shape our world. So it's very important for us to intro to look within. To know ourselves, as Socrates, or as Plato said in the name of Socrates, know thyself. To know ourselves and to uh, assess periodically and evaluate what is our purpose, what's our direction in life. If we don't do this periodically, we, it's easy to lose our way. We have to, if we're going somewhere, we really need to know where we're starting out from. We need to know our position in space and time. And therefore, we can create a map and uh, have a better chance of getting to where we're going. Simple idea would be if we're going, uh, I'm in Queens, New York. If I'm planning, and I am planning a trip, I am planning a vacation. So we're going to be going to Canada, uh, to Ontario. What I'm doing is planning our route. I know where I'm starting from. I know some of the points I'd like to get to along the way. <coughs> Sorry. And so I'm planning my map, planning my route. I know, you know, along the way there may be some uh, unforeseen things which are actually exciting, you know. We, we don't plan every minute step along the way. Uh, we're open to, we have to dance with life. You might say we have to be ready to improvise, but nevertheless, we, we make the big stopping points along our map and we have a much better chance of having a good trip and creating the trip that we want. The other aspect is introspection. So part of that is to, to look within where we get so tied up in our work, our life, uh, and many people just never take some time to sit quietly and look at their thoughts and look at their feelings or do some kind of self-evaluation. Uh, how are we doing with uh, keeping our word, with our commitments, our promises? Do we have any responsibilities? How are we handling those? Uh, whether it's to family or friends or business uh, partners, uh, what are we doing, you know, with with acquaintances, um, other people in our lives? You know, how are we handling that? I've often said life is about relationships. We're not here by ourselves. Even if we're um, a renunciate living in a cave somewhere, life is about relationships. We're relating to the plants, to the trees, to the animals, to the cave that we, we sit in some kind of a relationship to something not only within ourselves, but something outside of ourselves. The uh, the next point that I had brought up were 
um, was the idea of motiva- motives, the reasons, the reasons that we do things. You know, there's a Buddhist saying, what is the difference between an enlightened person and uh, an unenlightened person? And the Buddhist answer to that is an enlightened person carries chops wood and carries water. An unenlightened person is someone who chops wood and carries water. So how do we understand this? Outwardly, the action seems the same. The only difference is inwardly. What is going on inside? What is the motivation? A person can do something with resentment, with hate, with, uh, with dislike, with, uh, with drudgery. Um, the same action can be before, performed by someone in a spirit of joy, with a spirit of uh, responsibility, a spirit of achievement. I'm achieving this, you know, and uh, that's not dependent on the action itself. It really is dependent on what is going on inside of a person. Uh, it's not whether one is a movie star or a rock star on a stage having the adulation of thousands of people uh, or whether one is uh, uh, in the sanitation business and picking up garbage on a garbage truck. There's nothing to say that one person is happier or healthier than the other. One may be making more money. Yes, that's true. Uh, But that's no guarantee for health. That's no guarantee for uh, for either mental or physical health. So we look at what's happening inside of us. Uh, if, uh, if there's someone in the family who's sick, um, we might be helping that person because we feel, um, we feel it's an obligation due to the fact that uh, we're going to inherit something, you know, and if we don't do it, we will be cut out of the will or something like that. Uh, another person might be helping a sick relative out of sheer compassion, you know, the desire to simply care for a human being and not seeking any uh, reward or anything in return. So the action can be the same. The motivation and the motives can be quite different. Um, And I'm not even uh, overly judging the difference in motives. I am saying that it is important for us to understand ourselves and to know why we do things, to introspect, to understand our motives, to look at our inner attitudes, to reflect. Every day when I get up, I, um, you know, uh, for those of you that know me and have been with me on this radio program for a while, you know that um, I do believe in a supreme being. Uh, I do follow a religious as well as a spiritual path. And whenever I get up in the morning, I bless the day and I thank God for giving me this day. So we don't have to connect to an ultimate supreme being, but I can say that every single day is a chance. It's an opportunity for us to 
improve, to grow, to get new knowledge, to come up with a new idea, to, to make life simply more meaningful. And possibly the greatest opportunity we have to improve, which very few people take advantage of, is, um, is giving some consideration when we're receiving constructive criticism. You know, we all like to be complimented. We all like to be praised. But very few people are open to receiving criticism. There's people... There are people who care about us. And the people who care about us very often will point out some things to help us. It may be hard to hear sometimes, but it does take someone who cares about us and who has enough courage to tell us what may be a problem. And sometimes the people close to us take a risk, and sometimes we take a risk of uh, offending someone. We take a risk of losing a friendship or alienating a family member. So these aren't things to take lightly. Uh, be careful in how you, how you share criticism. If it's constructive, it can be very helpful and transformative for another person. If it's criticism, simply to be critical, that's very destructive. And many of us do that all the time in close relationships. We criticize the other person in ways that are not useful or not helpful. Um, when that's... Well, we're having uh, some technical difficulty here. Hold on one second. And we're back with you. Sorry, we had a moment's technical difficulty. So that's on the side of offering criticism. How about the side of receiving it? If you receive constructive criticism, you know, before you jump all over the other person, why are you always criticizing me and things like that? Listen carefully to the words. If it's truly constructive and it's, if it's offered in the right tone and in the right, with the right motivation, then certainly be appreciative of it. Accept it and accept it in a very positive way. Also spend some time here with that, with those principles of reflection and introspection. Reflect on, on how this criticism or this advice can help you improve. And that's even if you believe the criticism is only partially valid. So take some time to reflect and introspect on the part that is valid don't simply ignore it because some part of it uh, may be incorrect or you may not accept it. Um, this is, uh, this is, these are principles for contemplation, and they're invaluable. They're vital tools if we're going to progress uh, on the journey of life. Something that uh, I tell people all the time is, um, is uh, love yourself. You know, be good to yourself. 
there's a saying that if we treated ourselves the way other people treat us uh, often, or if other people treat, let's put it the other way, if others treated us the way we treat ourselves, they might not be friends of ours very long. We're, We're not loving or compassionate to ourselves. We're self-destructive in much of our behavior. We overeat, we, we do drugs, we smoke, we, uh, we drink too much. Uh, there may be some childhood issues, maybe wounded child issues. You know, for those of you that know, I work with healing the wounded child uh, or that the childhood conditioning that may have uh, may still be with us and maybe affecting our lifestyle and our lives. So we need to free ourselves by really giving up habits that are harmful and doing things that make us happy, that give us joy, as long as those things that give us joy are not harmful, that give us some sense of deep satisfaction and help us to feel good about ourselves. Be good to yourself. I'm going to continue with a couple of more things before we get to formulas. When we come back, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about meditation and appreciation and perhaps relaxation. And uh, I may share with you a brief relaxation right uh, here on the radio that you can do at home while we're you and I are together. So stay tuned with us. We'll be back very shortly and... Uh, we'll deal with the topics of appreciation and meditation. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. A description of classes and programs that we offer is available on our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com. We offer wellness programs in yoga, martial arts, tai chi, ballroom dance, personal and group fitness, meditation, and seminars on various health topics. These are at our studio or as in reach at your facility. We can bring these programs to you, to your organization. Check our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com, for our corporate wellness program and some of our other classes. Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. So that's 718-544-5997. If if you need help uh, with any aspects of your life, uh, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, we're here to help. And um, we can certainly work with you either in person if you're located locally or via Skype, via telephone, via email. Uh, we'll be glad to, to help you in whatever journey you're on, uh, if we can make that journey smoother and uh, more successful. That's, that is what we do. 
going back to our topic, we spoke about appreciation. You know, whenever I uh, whenever I teach a uh, yoga class, for example, or any class, whether it's metaphysics or uh, Kabbalah or whatever topic, at the end of the class, I generally like to take a moment with my group, with my class, and I ask them to put their hands together in prayer position. And this isn't about a religion. We don't follow a particular religion. And to bow their head toward their hearts and to just spend the moment giving thanks for whatever in their lives, for anything. You know, uh, that's just the idea of appreciation. We take things for granted. We take it for granted that we have a house to live in or an apartment to live in, that we have a roof over our heads. We take it for granted that we can open a closet and get some clothing out of it. Or if you have a pet, if you have a cat or a dog, you know how healing an animal can be in one's life. Um, We take for granted that we have friends. We call them, they call us, we make a lunch date. But we, we don't really spend a moment being grateful for that fact. What about having food? You know, there are people in the world who have no food. There are, you know, and on top of that, if you're someone who, uh, who has joy or some amount of happiness, how wonderful. Certainly people who are joyous and who have a certain amount of happiness, I think by nature feel a sense of gratitude, but perhaps I'm wrong about that. We take these things for granted. Uh, I'm suggesting that you don't take it for granted. Take a few moments, you know, just every day. Stop, close your eyes, and say thank you. If it's not to God, then to the universe. Or or I'm thankful for the things I have. I'm grateful for the fact that I have a nice place to live, some clothing. Uh, I have good food to eat. I have choices. I have uh, family or friends. If If you have none of these things, then life is certainly a very sad affair. Even with none of these things, it might be said that when we go back to what motivates us inside, the reasons we do things, even with none of these things, you can still find joy and and true happiness. But certainly it's not easy. It's not easy. That takes a, a commitment of renunciation and a whole different lifestyle and something that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about here. I had said that we'll talk about meditation a little. You know, I've been meditating since 1958, my whole life, basically. And I've been teaching meditation for many, many years. I've written a couple of books on the topic. And so it's it's very close to, to me in every way. It's a major part of my life. So we'll talk very briefly about it. On a physiological level, meditation certainly... Uh, shifts the metabolism to to a very slow slow level to a lower point than sleep itself. As we uh, go into a concentrated mind, 
or what's called dharana, dharana mind, we the brain waves start to shift if we're in the state long enough. And we begin to experience a meditative state. Uh, we use the breath very often. We can modulate the breath. We can slow the breath. And we can take deeper breaths. By doing so, the amount of oxygen um, uh, is certainly, uh, by slowing the breath, even if we're taking deeper breaths, we're taking fewer breaths. Uh, we could say the amount of oxygen is decreased, and so the blood pressure and heartbeat rate go down. So there's a number of physiological benefits. Uh, meditation is a state of mind where the mind becomes quieter, where the mind has the ability to rest, to truly rest. The, it goes into a state of stillness, of silence. And that allows for a very deep level of relaxation, deep level of harmony and balance and peacefulness, a place we enter into that space where healing, true healing can take place. It improves our ability, it enables our ability to focus and to become more creative. Our thoughts begin to develop in a different way. It's a place, a state of mind where we don't engage in judgments. We don't analyze anything. There's just an awareness of thoughts that come and thoughts that go uh, without attachment to them, without feeling a need to be dragged away by them. Um People who practice meditation uh, regularly uh, do respond to stressful situations more effectively. So that being the case, we are decreasing stress levels and activity dramatically. When we speak about the benefits of meditation, uh, just briefly, because this is a deep subject and requires much more than we're saying, but we're certainly, uh, we can round out the subject by saying that meditation offers profound improvement on both a physical and emotional level. And uh, the important thing is to practice this regularly. Uh, I'll be uh, taking a moment's break. I'll be with you in a moment. Uh, you are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit. Living a Holistic with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 102-02 Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills. A complete description about my services and the products that are available at our wellness center can be found on my website, www.genesishealthbeauty.com That's www.genesishealthbeauty.com Or you may call us at 718-544-5997 We're back with you. Um, we had uh, just been speaking about meditation 
Uh, I've just been informed by uh, my producer that there may be a problem with uh, transmission. I hope that's not the case because this is such an important topic. So I hope that uh, out there you are able to hear it. If if, uh, you are, you know, we might appreciate a call in on 929-477-2869. It's 929-477-9869. And uh, if if you call in, perhaps you have something to add to the discussion, we'd be happy to speak with you. So I really hope that this is transmitting correctly because, as I said, I think it's a very important topic. I have felt that way about almost every show we've done, if not every show. So... uh, Without being redundant, I say it again. The last uh, couple of things to mention are relaxation. Uh, You know, doing a relaxation practice is different than meditation. Relaxation can be practiced. Meditation can actually not be practiced. We don't practice meditation. We experience meditation. You know, so many books written about how we're going to be taught how to meditate. No one can teach meditation. We can teach the concentration of the mind. We can do relaxation exercises. We can use prayer. We can do a number of things. But meditation itself is an actual shifting of the brain waves uh, from alpha-beta more into a theta range. Uh, And for some people, even Delta, going into what's called Yoga Nidra or yogic sleep. So once that shift happens, we're experiencing meditation. But relaxation, on the other hand, is something that we can do. We can practice on the journey toward experiencing meditation. We can also practice visualizations. And um, these have become very popular uh, in in today's society and their benef- the benefits are immediate and uh, quite profound. So here also we can incorporate certain essential oil formulas and then the results that we get from relaxation can be even more profound, um, especially for people who have some difficulty getting relaxed. So here's some guidelines for you. And we're going to do a short relaxation with you and then in the latter part of in the last part of the program we'll start to talk a little bit about formulas. To the, the some guidelines are first of all to find a dedicate a space. You know, if it's not dedicated, okay, it might be the corner of a dining room or it might be I wouldn't do it in the living room. Uh, rather in the bedroom. Bedroom is too associated with sleep. And, uh, you know, it's just not not the place to do uh, a real relaxation practice. Find a comfortable place where you can relax, a place that's peaceful where you won't be too, where you won't be intruded upon. Uh, so you make sure you're not going to be disturbed by the telephone. You might turn the phone off. Uh, if there, if someone rings your doorbell, you're not going to be answering it. So that's these things are difficult because we want to answer the phone, we want to answer the doorbell, uh, 
But if you're making a commitment for 10 or 15 minutes to do some deep relaxation, then that's what you need to do and don't respond to other stimuli. Uh, If people come into the room, you're not going to respond. Uh, If there are any pets around that disturb you, you know, you want to make sure you're in in a place where you'll have as minimal distraction and disruption as possible. What about the temperature? Well, it's good if the room temperature is warm but not hot. Maybe some flow of fresh air. Uh, Some people use soft music. I personally don't use music for relaxation. I have used it, but I find that silence uh, is is much more powerful. But certainly soft music, uh, especially perhaps Baroque, using the Largo movements of Baroque music, certainly that can enhance a relaxation session. And then determine what the best method is for you. Uh, Is it listening to a tape? You know, there are relaxation tapes. They work very well. Uh, Is it self-guidance with a series of images, visualizations? Yes, very powerful. Or um, can we just use our thoughts to create a state, a certain state of mind? What about relaxation, uh, the body's position? There are different ways. Uh, Primarily, many traditions talk about sitting. So we want to sit comfortably in a well-supported chair, the back straight, feet flat on the floor. That's, That's perhaps more for meditation, I would say. For relaxation, I personally prefer a lying down position, a position uh, called the corpse posture, uh, and uh, or shavasana. You know where you're lying with your on your back, well supported. If you need a little pillow under your head or something for your neck, certainly you can use that. You want to get comfortable. And um, the arms at the sides of the body, palms facing up, fingers gently curled, legs a comfortable distance apart, usually about 20 inches or so. But, you know, you find you play with it a little bit until you find what's really comfortable. If you've done that, as we've been talking, so I'm going to guide you through a very brief session so you understand as you're lying down connect with your space feel the points of contact between your body and the mat or the body and the carpet or the body and the floor but certainly a mat or something a little softer than a hard floor is is best but not in bed not in bed Uh, focus a little bit on those points and begin to release your body into them allow your body to become heavier a little heavier, perhaps a little warmer. As you continue with this process of connecting and releasing, focus your mind now on your breath. Just notice the in-breath and notice the out-breath. Take a few breaths, noticing the breath. And now take a deeper breath. Without struggle, without any effort, let your breath deepen. 
If your eyes are not closed, on your next exhalation, close your eyes and continue breathing slowly and fully, as fully as is comfortable. Scan your body and see or determine those areas in your body where you're holding tension or tightness or perhaps pain. Just assessment. This takes about a minute. Once you've identified any tension or tightness or perhaps pain in your body, focus on sending deep relaxation to each of these areas. And now with each inhalation, allow yourself to relax further. With each exhalation, release any tension. Let it flow out of your body. With each breath, tension releasing, and you allow yourself to feel more peaceful, calm, letting go of any disturbing thoughts or disturbing emotions. We will still have to deal with these in our lives, but for a little brief time during relaxation, perhaps we can find clear and empty space. Let all disturbing thoughts and feelings simply flow out of you. Give yourself permission to experience inner peace, to find that place of inner silence, a stillness. You're focusing on your breathing, breathing in and breathing out, relaxation, an inner sense of calm and peace, an emptying process. As you focus on your breathing now, begin to count down slowly from 20 to 1. Taking a full breath with each number. Breathing in and breathing out. Relaxing and releasing. As you continue this process, allow yourself to enter a deeper level of tranquility, a place of deeper calm, arms and legs heavy and warm, the heart calm and steady, the belly soft and warm, receiving the gentle flow of the breath. And with each breath, move inward a little deeper, detaching yourself from the outward, the outside world, until you become unaware of it, until you're aware of your inner reality, that inner place of quiet, of peace, of balance, of healing. Please try this practice on a daily basis, adjusting the rhythm and the speed to yourself, but 
without rushing. So we're going to take another break at this time, and we will be back shortly to discuss some formulas and how they apply to the principles that we have been speaking about. We're not going to go through all of them. If you're interested, certainly in in more than we can cover in this particular program, and this will be the last program on this subject that we do in this cycle. Nevertheless, uh, you're certainly welcome to be in touch with us or find a, a local aromatherapist or a local naturopath wherever you are. Or look on YouTube. They have so much information there. But be a little careful with YouTube and the Internet. There's a lot of incredibly good information there. But there's also a lot of misinformation. So be be, use good discretion in what you're listening to. Uh, So stay with us. We'll be back shortly discussing formulas for some of the and applications for some of what we have been speaking about. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, uh, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. I want to take a moment to tell you about our free programs for veterans with PTSD, for children with cancer, and for young adults with mental disabilities. If you have a loved one or friends um, that fall into any of these categories, please have them call us. Uh, We have free programs available. There is no charge. Uh, We offer these through our not-for-profit, and you can find us online at www.genesissociety.org. These programs are made available by your generous support. Please continue to support them. Continue to help us make them available at no charge to our community. Check our website, www.genesissociety.org, or you may call us at 718-544-5997. And we're back with you. So I understand there were some technical difficulties with Blog Talk Radio. I hope that you were able to access our program. If not, it is archived. And I really suggest you listen to the whole thing. I think it it can make a life-changing, dramatic life-changing uh, experience for you. So... Regarding some formulas, we've been speaking a lot about the power of the mind. The uh, We've been speaking about the use of aromas and fragrances and scents. Now let's talk a little bit about formulas. How What, what is it we should use? Uh, we said that we do not appreciate the things in our lives. We take them for granted. Sometimes we have to wait till we're ready to transition to another life or to death or you know we're leaving this this place 
or some kind of a dramatic incident that is tragic in our lives. I just had a call from a friend uh, yesterday, very heartbreaking. Uh, She lost her daughter, a young woman, uh, suddenly, unexpectedly. Uh, So certainly it's a tragedy that may never quite be gotten over. Uh, I've heard it often said that one of the most difficult things is for a parent to lose a child. Uh, You know, we all know we're going to lose our parents and we ourselves have to go in a certain direction. But... um, Losing a child is is a different matter. So we're experiencing feelings that are very deep. There's a tragedy. We may experience regret or we may experience guilt. Maybe we didn't do enough. Uh, Maybe we weren't close enough. Maybe we weren't supportive enough. All of those things are not useful at this point because the person is gone unless they're useful to the point of changing something inside of us to the point where we ourselves can grow from the experience. So we, there's a number of methods that we can use to, make, to take us through this kind of experience uh, with some healing. And that is the certain the application Uh, either as a diffuser or a mist spray. So we're going to talk about the use of particular formulas. The other thing, of course, is to do a relaxation exercise. And as you allow yourself to reach a peaceful and quiet state, um, spend some time thinking about the people you know. Fill out some form of a worksheet and repeat this as often as possible. Each session should be maybe anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. A worksheet might include people you want to spend more time with. A worksheet might include how you prioritize your time. You have a busy schedule. How about putting something in your schedule to be with the people that you truly care about? Um dedicate some time to each of these people. You know, the the saying is, if we want to have a good friend, we have to be a good friend. Being a good friend means making time for a person in our lives, being there, being there for them. So here's a couple of formulas that you can also use. You can apply this to the back of your, to the chest, to the back of the neck, until the oil is fully absorbed, and then you breathe in the vapors. That would be a combination of uh, frankincense, vanilla, orange, sandalwood, and some type of carrier oil. I'm not going to go through the the whole formulas here, because there's there's at least least maybe... uh, five or six formulas for actual application on the skin. Uh, Each one of them is going to have a carrier oil. I personally like almond oil, but uh, I've already mentioned different carrier oils. So you need to see what combinations work best. 
Some are sold as formulas, complete. You don't have to do anything. But if you're making them yourself, which I advise, you would get certain uh, oils, essential oils, and a carrier oil. I'll give you one formula that uh, you can use out of the many. That would be vanilla, bergamot, neroli, cumin, and some form of carrier oil. Uh, You would use three drops of vanilla, three drops of bergamot, two drops of neroli, two drops of cumin, and two uh, teaspoons of a carrier oil. Then you apply it. Then there are... uh, these formulas apply to the other oils that I that I speak about, but the formula may be a little different. You can certainly look some of this up and find good information. But if not, contact us and we'll be glad to work with you. Uh, the other thing that I had mentioned, the other delivery system, is a diffuser. So if you have a good diffuser, you might, uh, depending, of course, on what kind you have... You would place the oil on the diffuser or in the glass top of it or in the top. You might have a candle underneath uh, heating the oil and creating uh, uh, the, the essence of the, the fragrance going into the air and disperses the aroma into the air. So here we have percentages rather than drops. And... Uh, one formula would be ylang ylang, palmarosa, uh, citronella, frankincense. Sir, and here it's very simple, 25% of each of those to make up 100%. There's a number of other formulas, so you have to experiment a little. The next thing we spoke about is mist sprays. A mist spray, which is one of my favorites, is to use a spray bottle, add the essential oils, um, you uh, you fill the bottle with uh, with purified water plus the essential oil. Then you tighten it down, shake it, and uh, you mist several times and you breathe in the vapors. When you're using essential oils, you must uh, dilute quite strongly with, pu- with uh, purified water because they can be irritants. Uh, so... We need to dilute quite strongly to get the benefit, but not the irritation of it. And again, there are maybe six or seven formulas that can be used with various uh, drop amounts. So uh, that's for appreciation. What about um, dreams? We have said at different times, and uh, we have I've quoted the saying from the Talmud that an uninterpreted dream is like an important message that we got that we never bothered opening, an important letter we just never opened. So it's a good thing to remember our dreams. One thing I recommend to everyone is keeping a dream journal. Have a little journal by the side of your bed. If you have a dream, as soon as you get up, journal it, because it's going to be forgotten very quickly. Journal it immediately, or if you're woken up in the middle of the night by a dream, journal it immediately. Uh, As you do so, you'll see that it gets easier and easier to remember your dreams. How can we use aromas? Well, if you have some trouble uh, 
then you re, you know remembering your dream even with a formula of some kind, then keep repeating it. Uh, you you would apply one of these one of the formulas that we use before going to sleep, and always as I said have that pen and paper ready by your bed to record what happens. So an application here would be. Um, and you can put, you know, put it on the upper chest and the back of your neck, again, until it's fully absorbed. And then you're breathing in the vapors. So a good formula might be cedar wood, cinnamon leaf, nutmeg, rosemary, and a carrier oil. Again, look, look at the quantities. You can look these things up. If you're not sure, you can call us. Uh, so here again, we have maybe five or six different uh, possible combinations. We, uh, we spoke about growth and development. Uh, we spoke about uh, uh, what, can, what can help us to improve. Uh, so we use one of these methods. We use ap- an application, which is on the skin, a diffuser, or a mist spray. And you would select and use one of the formulas. Then you would do the relaxation exercise before that. Uh, and then use, then have that diffuser or have it going in the room while you're, while you're relaxing. And allowing ourselves to reach that peaceful inner space. Afterwards, of course, perhaps you might journal also just as you would a dream. And you, you journal what your experience was. How did it feel to truly relax? How did it feel to breathe in uh, these oils, these essential fragrances? And then go back to your uh, to a worksheet. Make a special place in your journal for uh, journaling your improvements, organizing your thoughts. Is am I am I happier? Am I healthier? Are things working better for me in relationships? You know, use it. Use this constantly for self-assessment. Applications here for improvement might be, um, give you one one formula, but certainly there's more than one. You might use the Bois de Rose, cedarwood, cardamom, and some carrier oil. You know, three are usually enough. And a carrier oil, in some cases, four. If you're using a diffuser, you're going by percentages, and again, depending on the uh, diffuser. So here you might use Bois de Rose, uh, Litsea, Cubeba, and Geranium, and Ginger. Right, so uh, here there's, there's no carrier oil here because these are mists, or these are diffusers. So you would use uh, just a few drops uh, and let it diffuse into your environment. And lastly, of course, we have the mist sprays, which we've been speaking about. So you'll notice that these are the three primary forms that I generally use and subscribe to. You fill a small spray bottle with purified water, then you add your essential oils, tighten the cap, shake it well, And you just miss several times around your room and you breathe the vapors in. Uh, Staying with Bois de Rose, uh, here is a formula you can use. Bois de Rose, cardamom, 
lemongrass, sandalwood, and of course pure water. And quantities you could look up on the internet or you can certainly call us. And then make out an improvement uh, part of your journal. What's happening? What? Uh, how have things changed for me? What, uh, what actions am I going to take to facilitate more change? Uh, so we have only a couple of minutes left. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to give you a last uh, guidance here, but there's so much more. You know, you really need to to work with someone who is knowledgeable and who can take you for the through the whole journey. But here we spoke about introspection and the importance of introspection. So again, we're doing the relaxation exercise, allowing ourselves to reach that peaceful state. Then take a closer look at yourself. Compare what's happening within your actions. Uh, measure them against what your ethics are and the principles that you believe in. On an interpersonal level, see how you honor your, keep your word, your commitments, your responsibilities. Uh, and in order to help organize our thoughts, we create a worksheet again in our journal on regarding introspection. You're repeating this as many times as you feel necessary. So quickly, uh, shortly, one formula you can use is myrrh, cypress, labdanum, tangerine, and a carrier oil. That would be for uh, application. For diffuser, you might use just two things, frankincense and spruce are enough. As a mist spray, you might use frankincense, vetiver, orange, and pure water, and then keep an introspection portion of your journal. What insights have you had? What changes are you planning? What actions are you planning to take? Uh, so that's as much as we can do with you on this very beautiful subject. Uh, there are aspects of caring for the mind, of caring for the body, of shaping up, uh, there's so much information on this topic and so much to share. But uh, thank you for being with me. I love you. Be well. Be healthy. Be happy. Be good to yourself. Treat yourself with a little kindness. And care about the people you love and give them the time they need and deserve. Uh, God bless you, and I will be with you again, God willing, next week. <laughs> 